right, everybody. Good afternoon. Um, thanks for coming. Full, full afternoon. So I'd love to pray, and then I'd love to just maybe start with questions, actually, because we're so small. It feels really weird to give, like, a lecture or anything like that. Um, I have a few nuggets I'd love to talk about and share as we think about artistry, and I'd love to hear your guys' stories and share where you're at sort of in your art, mm-hmm. and then sort of give a couple of little nuggets. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about specifically, like, finding our voice as artists. Um, which is something that is a lifetime journey. Um, and so there's, I know you guys wrote a song in the last session, there's no expectation that we're going to find our voice in the next half an hour. But sorry to give you some nuggets to affirm you in that and some ideas to explore. Make sense? So, any of you want to pray for us today? Yeah, come on. Thank you. God, thank you for my brothers and sisters that you brought up this weekend. And I thank you that you created us all in your image, and we cannot encapsulate who you are um, in any one picture. And we just thank you that we get a more full reflection of who you are as we gather. And we thank you that you've given us all uh, distinct and unique voices. Uh, and so we just pray that you would help us to be authentic in the way you've created us each one of us individually, and uh, to accept that and put it on blast for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Let us not imitate you know, our favorite musicians or what we think the ideal is, but uh, help us to see ourselves as you see us and crank it to 11. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. As it should be, this one goes to 11. Well, thank you. Okay, so let's go around the room. I'd love to, now that I know where you're from, talk to me about where you're at in artistry. What do you do? Why in the world did you pay money to come to a conference at Hume? And mm. why here? So, vocalist, you said a little bit? Sure, yeah. Um, I, I have a bachelor's in music, uh, vocal performance, and music education, and then mm. I have a master's degree in music education. So, and I teach choir uh, to high schoolers, and it's great. Beautiful. Yeah. And how do, you, how do you find yourself using your artistry? Um, well, I, I am on the worship team at my church and also just with my students, you know, like it's, it's really, really fun to get to, you know, do a lot of, um, just trying to inspire the next generation kind of a thing. That's great. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. What are we saying? Yeah. <laughs> what, why are you here? What do you do? Uh, artistry? How, do you, how does that come yeah. out? Painting, so, writing, singing? Yeah, I create stationary for clients um and so like my mom was just super creative i am a creative person and i think i feel kind of stunted and i don't know like i'm creative making dinner i'm creative cleaning the house i'm very creative when it comes to laundry no um so yeah i feel like what was that you fold it and put it away well, no, well, not <laughs> it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. Half kids, I do their laundry still. Anyway, but I do feel like I have so many roadblocks that stunt my creativity. And I feel like I put limits on what I'm willing to do. Mm. And I'm just trying to like open myself up in obedience. Mm. I don't know. So there's that. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Anybody relate to that ever? So yeah. that means you put limits on your obedience? On creativity. In creativity. What was the last sentence you said about obedience? Trying to be obedient. Like I, Oh, you're trying I, to be obedient. Yes, by... rather than putting limits on what I feel comfortable doing. And so if God said, do this, you're like, I can't. Yeah, it's like I'll over. Well, I don't know that there's any specific thing that I hear God saying, like yeah. do this. But it's like I know that I need to walk in obedience with my creativity and to. But I just say, oh, I can't do that because I don't have enough time. Like here's something I'd like to explore, but you know, life is crazy and that's a very messy project. And um, mm. yeah, I have lots of ideas and lots of things I'd love to do, and I just don't know. Anyway, I don't we're know. I'm going off on a tangent. Huh? Is, we're going to hit on that, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, who I am, where I do, and where I came from. My name is Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Um, I'm an artist. My, my education is in visual art and studio art, mm. drawing and painting, 
And in grad school, I did a lot. Like my first half, like video and performance, which I'm realizing like I need to be more active doing that again because the voice is not complete unless all facets are present, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to forget that. Um, but I do lots of drawings and paintings lately. It's always there. You can do it, you know, you can have this and you can make something. <laughs> so that's, that's always good. Um, why am I, why did I come to this? Just the conference in general. I can't, my mom sent me the message about it. Otherwise I wouldn't have known about it mm -hmm. with the link. And I thought, oh my God, I want to try and go. Um, I'm like burning for um, community. Mm -hmm. I feel so isolated. Mm -hmm. I miss this. After two years, you know, this is mm -hmm. good. Um, mm -hmm. I'm like, feel very alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, hello, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Jamie. <laughs> appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. My name's Eric. Um, I play guitar a little bit and I help out at church on occasion and I support my wife and you know, she writes songs to scripture and I find the chords that could go with it so we kind of collaborate. Um, so the last session in here was really fun yeah. and informative but um, yeah finding my voice and being authentic in I came to this because I want to learn more about how to actually put legs to what we're doing and develop it further. And I have all these ideas, um, but yeah, the roadblocks and the finding the time and putting in the putting in the effort. And if God's given me, you know, a desire or a talent, I don't want to just throw it out. Mm. So came for some inspiration, and some spark. Great. Thank you. Um, I am Jennifer Cool, and I work at the Fresno County Superintendent of Schools as the Arts Education Coordinator. Mm. And so my whole world is about creating and all the art forms. I always say I have to know a little about a lot. Mm. <laughs> um, and I teach teachers about the arts. And so in my work, I'm creating constantly. And I have a knack for curriculum writing. That's where my creation part has kind of come out. So that's been an interesting discovery and work. Um, I also sing in a band um, just for as a side hobby. So I what kind of band? Sweet One Twenty One play some jazz. So I'm the jazz singer with the long gloves and the feather boa. I can see <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Slow jazz tonight. No. <laughs> you got it. I'm yeah. Solid. Yeah. No. Um, and so I've seen myself more as an artist, um, but lately my job has been difficult because of the direction the world is taking. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think identity mm -hmm. was a very interesting mm -hmm. issue that we're confronting. And um, I have been on the front lines having the hard conversations because I'm at the admin level mm. yeah. where I see what's starting to trickle mm. down and I'm like, oh no. Mm. And so being strategic as a Christian, knowing I've entered the most secular world of arts, <laughs> which part of me is mad because it's like, no, that's God's. He made all the colors and all the music and all the sounds and all the things. And so I get a moment of mad. Um, and so this weekend, a friend of mine found the flyer and suggested it. And it's for me to be with like-minded people. Like when you said the isolation. Oh like, yeah. Especially now, like what you said. Yes. When, yes. yes. And sometimes yeah. I, even in Christian circles, I'm cautious to mm -hmm. say, because you don't know the hardest thing has been the way that Christians are viewing identity and how they're saying things, so I don't want to start any political issues, but but it's nice to be around like-minded people who are saying, I don't have to veil. I, I was reflecting last night, and the word that I wrote down was veiled. Mm -hmm. My whole job, I'm having to be strategic, and I can't mm -hmm. say Jesus, and you, I can guide conversations, like I was thinking of you with your high schoolers. Mm -hmm. You can pick the music that would be possibly more inspirational or have some themes that... So I can make those choices and I can steer in a direction that is healthier 
Um, but man, it's tiring. So I'm, the picture you have for me is I'm the battle weary, battle weary warrior who just needed a minute. <laughs> you said you just got the flyer this weekend? No, no, no. I got, when I saw my friend gave it to me at the, uh, I don't know, before October hit. So, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So. Well, welcome, better. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like last night. I was like armor off. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. No, the worship was a nice part, an unexpected part of this, mm -hmm. but yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know the format. I never saw any flyers or anything. So it's been a, mm -hmm. a nice part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think they didn't send one out. No. I um, emailed several times. I'm like, oh, um, for all the people that need anything. to know, it's like <laughs> you're like, all right, I'm going in loose. <laughs> yeah. Stay loose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my name is Rachel. My husband and I are full-time missional artists with Artists in Christian Testimony. Mm -hmm. So I'm an intern. Artists in Artists in Christian Testimony. Oh. So That's we've good. been doing that full-time since 2003, mm. two. <laughs> Not sure. Um, so we were in Germany for 15 years. That's what that was. We were missionaries there, um, and so now we're missionaries here in the Central Valley. So. Mm. Um, I use dance to create dances about brokenness and healing and the struggle to be free. And my dances are messy and they're kind of dark, honestly. Um, but I don't like to put little red bows on it. I like to make people feel uncomfortable and make them question things and talk about stuff. And, um, yeah, and I mix that with sex trafficking and doing some trauma movement therapy with sexual assault survivors and stuff. So. Mm. Starting to branch out to doing just regular trauma movement stuff in churches and whatnot. So. Mm. Side note, there's a lot of money in education around social emotional learning. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, There's a, if you need, get, wow. the, get in the schools with that message instead yeah. of some of the other messages. Because they're throwing mm. money at you. got your job already. We'll, we'll I don't know if I have a job, but I'm just, it's an yeah. interesting avenue. I don't know where you're at. It's a whole mission field, trust me. Well, strength is choreography Beautiful. for me at the moment. And being with the survivors one-on-one -on -one when they're rescued. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I would be it for the world. So I hate support raising. Don't love that. Mm. But. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Shakaya. I um, have a background in photography, and um, I am multi-passionate like you, like it sounds like. Uh, so I, I dabble in uh, just a lot of different hobbies and like writing. And mm -hmm. I, in the past year, I picked up embroidery, sewing, and crocheting. And yeah, I, I think I've kind of struggled a lot with, um, because I dabble in a lot of different passions, mm -hmm. it's like, do I get to own, like, I am a writer, and I am an artist, or I am this. So, yeah, I was really, I, I'm not a musician in any, in any way, but I was really intrigued by what you said mm -hmm. about identity, mm -hmm. um, and kind of owning your voice. And um, in, in regards to um, just the conference in general, my, my best friend invited me, so. I'm Elisa. Um, I I'm interested in like different artistic things, but my main experience is in music. Um, so I have I have a degree in music education, and since then I have not been teaching because um, I kind of got burned out on it. Mm. So I've been trying to do more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've been kind of trying to do, like, experiment a little bit with, like, what things can I make that use some of the skills that I've learned, mm -hmm. but in a way that isn't focused on perfectionism and isn't mm -hmm. focused on, like, this rigid structure that it sometimes feels like uh, if you're, you know, in a band or orchestra setting, you know? So, what's your what's your main instrument? I doubled violin and clarinet in college. Oh, wow. so. Are you in a band currently? Like just for your own self, not kind of. <laughs> There's a group of like six of us that have been meeting at my house recently, mm. so that counts. It's an experiment, <laughs> <laughs> but great. Yeah. And you play them both at the same time, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, the only way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, learning guitar and ukulele, and I'm not very good at it. <laughs> but. Okay. Easy. Good. Beautiful. Okay. Hi, my name is Alyssa. Um, my 
art form has been primarily in theater arts, performing arts, and mm. I love music, and I have an interest in writing, and um, so that uh, again, there's there's so many interests there. Um, I was I found about this uh, conference through a coffee date. I had some curiosity as far as seminary goes. I actually got an English education major, but I really could not see myself in the classroom with that particular subject matter. Mm -hmm. um, but I loved the way that literature overlapped with theater and it informed so much for me. So I do still think that they're very complementary. But when you talk about grammar and sentence structure, my eyes are totally I tuned out just for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Attempted like an MFA in theater education um, because I was told it was the only private Christian university in the nation that had an MFA in theater education. I went and unfortunately it was a really great example of not of how not to blend ministry with theater arts. Uh, and I, was broken I can hearted. see what's happening. I can see so, it now. So broken hearted because I you know, I, I do think that I kind of put it on this pedestal of like, oh, this is, these are going to be my people and this is where I need to go. And I, I showed up and I was sorely disappointed. So mm -hmm. um, when we, when I found out about this, it was, you know, so many things of like, yes, identity. Like, what does that look like to glorify God with your giftings? And uh, for those of you who know a little bit about theater, it can be very secular. Um, in <laughs> <Can pages>. be. <laughs> it is. Mostly it is. Um, and it involves a lot of culture and things that are just very not not involving God in any way. It's a reclaiming of what should have been beautiful and intended uh, for God's glory, and it's been worked into something else. And um, again, there's like a brokenheartedness for that, mm -hmm. and so I have this desire of God, if this is anything that you want me to use, how can we tell stories within the church and um, use that for ministry and, and testimonials to be able to share stories um, that help heal because our, I, what I've experienced in the church is there's a lot of sugarcoating and glossing over and making people out to be heroes, but and this there's such a great conversation that came up today of their heroes are still flawed, they're still mm. human beings, and there's things going on in their lives, and um, when you show the flaws in your heroes, there's a bit of um, resonance for your audience, because they go, me too, you know? And so I just thought that was really cool, mm. so I'm wanting to find out how to do more of that, and hopefully find community amongst artists to be able to say, hey, let's, let's pair up, you want to do music for this, mm. you know, this play or orchestration and you have ideas. I'm seeing, I mean, the darkness of your dances with that theater and spoken word. <laughs> but I, I, musical theater is happening. So. But I wanted, I wanted to add, it was a thought that I had to somebody about what's so difficult in the arts is to be able to attain mastery. Typically, you have to be in the secular mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. And you have to navigate the mm -hmm. secular world which I think there could be a flaw if all Christians left the secular world and had no voice in that. And so I feel that wrestle with my compadres here of, I believe in the mastery. This, like I said, this is God's art. This is his, he made it first. And yet we are charged with being a light in a dark world. And so how do we revive and stay afloat when you're inundated with all the things that you're, they tell you to do and so Beautiful. I don't know if you have answers yes well <laughs> there's not much yes. pressure to that but we'll knit you some hats I, I loom too I, I make tons does it have a hat if I give a good answer yes oh, I will loom you Dude, well loom you hear that Mikey you heard it tell me your colors <laughs> yeah well beautiful so I'll share my story a little bit thank you guys for sharing so Dominic. I feel like I'm in like a support group. So it's really <laughs> cool. Are we supposed to welcome Dominic? Welcome Dominic. Dominic. Thank you. Um, so I grew up uh, playing music. I, my parents said that I was conducting to Mozart records when I was like in diapers. <laughs> and there was sort of this natural affinity always. Um, so I, I never, I don't ever recall a time of struggling with, with an instrument. Just whatever I pick up, especially anything with a string. I just go, oh, I got it. And it sort of made sense. 
And, uh, and that fast-tracked me into spaces and venues um, that I never thought I'd be in. And I started as a theater kid. So I was doing, I'm from San Diego, and I was doing stuff with San Diego Opera, like as an elementary student. Oh, wow. um, I thought that that's what I was going to go do and be an actor. <clears throat> but then I, I discovered this love affair with music and started doing that, and I just poured my time into it. And frankly, it was an idol. It was, mm. The reason identity came up, I remember doing it kind of, I had the guitar in my room, I didn't bring it, but my dad bought my guitar in seventh grade, and I remember eighth grade speech came, and I felt so nervous to talk in front of people that I had to have this guitar playing <laughs> <laughs> And I gave a speech about the guitar, and I was just strumming while I was like, so you can't stay <laughs> and, and so I was doing that, and really what that pointed back to was that, you know, you, you hear Keller's, definition of an idol and it's a good thing that becomes a god thing mm. and there's this beautiful artistry music uh, passion learning expression uh, i became a professional musician at 14 i was making 500 dollars a night playing in bars and clubs wow. um i'm going to play behind my head and pick up people's beer bottles and <laughs> chip in my tooth playing with my teeth and so I sort of took theater kid into music on how to like be performative and take some of those things to how to talk to an audience and crowd the And all of a sudden I could see, if I play this song, they buy more drinks. If I play this song, they're gonna get up and dance. If I, so all of a sudden you learn like emotive responses of a group in the room um, that you draw. I'm, I'm sure like I've seen your faces as a dancer. You do this and all of a sudden my <laughs> face goes with you that way and the foot's going that way. I'm going, what's going on? And, you know, it's a story of the prodigal son happening in front of me, and now it's making sense in any way. Um, and any art form does that. So I was learning this in an unhealthy way, really, because this good thing that became a God thing um, was taking me down like a path that was just not good. So I got a record contract at 16, 17, and 18 with major labels, and so I thought that was going to be my life. Um, and then God got all of my life at 18. And totally messed everything up. That was <laughs> like that's when you such a jerk. Yeah. Found out about Jesus and I know saved, about Jesus. Yeah, I got saved. Got a hold of you. Yeah, I got saved. I grew up in a Christian home, but uh, I was a fan of Jesus, not a follower of Jesus. And what I found out was that I could go like this. This is like the song back in junior high. Oh. Yeah, and all the girls swoon, and, and I became better looking than I actually was. And so I was like, "This is a superpower." So I'm learning how to read audiences now. I'm all of a sudden saying, "Like I get attention and adoration and affection, all the things that you want from your creator." And I'm saying, "I'm going to table that. I'm going to give that from somewhere else." It satisfies for a little bit, but ultimately it left empty. And so senior year, I become saved. Um, and I have been doing music now this whole time. I go, what do I do with that? What do I do with all this art that I'm doing? And the state of California gave me a teaching credential out of high school. So I went back into public school. And as an 18-year-old, I graduated and went back in and taught music, piano, and special ed for three years. Uh, and then started serving the church. I never thought any of those things were going to be possible. But all of a sudden, the identity piece as a new believer, I was weird. <clears throat> I remember leading worship in the church, and where I was in the bar, I was like, I need to do all this stuff, right? In the church, I was like, don't look at me, anybody. It was like this weird, yes, low reversal. You can't like, like the stage in the church. You can't, and you can't be good at what you do. And no. You show a sense of excellence. And, so you have it was to really, show humbleness or yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah, so it was this really weird thing of, one was like, right. one was saying more, 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 go, grow, go, like, that's great, it's inspiring, we're excited. And the other was a sense of like, how do you, we said the same like growing up of like, it's good enough for church, which meant like the guitar could right. be kind of out of tune, and yeah. you know, your typography could be kind of like Sanskrit still or whatever, <laughs> or <laughs> papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh God, no, I love birth of the it's great, it's so good. Um, so. So there was this weird dichotomy that was happening. And so mm -hmm. there was a church and, and arts, and really the artist, I think, kind of being somebody that was sort of looked down upon, or you're cute, or other than, or let's put you in that corner, let's not bring that out. But it, there was, a, di there was a, a disconnect for me, because 
I was like, well, if God's a creator and I'm made in his image and I'm supposed to create, the unhealthy part was a good thing became a God thing. This thing was my idol, this thing was my identity. All of a sudden, my new identity came and it was like, God, you can take this away today and I'd actually be okay with that. I'm actually safe and secure in who I am. My wife's known me since high school. She doesn't care that I play music. Like she loves me for who I am. My kids don't care. Friends don't care. God doesn't care if I never grace another stage again. And so all of a sudden it was like identity being challenged and then also seeing the arts in one way going. I just played like this country club. It's like COVID was opening back up and there's a friend's bar owner there and it's 1,500 people in this country club. There's, a, there's, there's like post-COVID, there's like the most people I've been in a room with. People spilling drinks on me, getting kissed by guys, and it's like incredible. You know, I'm like leading worship the next day, but that night I'm like, and they're like, yeah, awesome. And then church is like, good morning, brothers and sisters. Like, you know, it's just so weird. And I just lived in that tension for the last couple of decades. And so, so I relate to that, if you relate to some of those things. There's a sense of, how do we be excellent? How do we point the world to the Creator? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Christian art should be the best there is. Yes. Um, I think the excellence is we have a Creator God, and we need to speak of His creativity. And sadly, the commentary that is mine, at least you can disagree, but I think the church is, does a poor job of mimicking and copying mm-hmm. a 10 year old template. So we're usually five or 10 years behind, depending where in the world. California is a little more progressive. But friends in like Washington or in Middle America, <clears throat> what they're doing is art. We're like, oh my gosh, you're still doing that? Like, wow, you're you're stuck in 1990. Like, shout to the Lord vibes and. I miss it sometimes. But not, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't you, you knock on shout to the Lord? Yeah. <laughs> That's twice somebody knocked on that today. Yeah, it's, a great, it's a great song. Thanks, well, not necessarily. That's that one, but you know. Yeah, I get it. Totally. It has its place, but they're not trying to be nostalgic in that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are being sincere. So I think I think all that to say that's sort of my story in sort of random tangential way. But the the thing that I wanted to talk about, which is exciting in a room for artists, is starting with the idea of breaking up with I'm Dominic and I'm mm-hmm. a guitar player. Mm-hmm. Like that's not actually my identity at all. It's pretty low on the list, honestly. Now, music is very important to me. I'm Dominic and I love theater. I'm Dominic and I love art and photography. It's true. Tara had a stationary company too, you know, Mel. And so it's like, I love all those things. She made me love paper. And <laughs> this room over here, it's like fabric. And there's something about being in there. It's like, wow, oh, what could this make? What could we do with this, right? And then when you get in a room of other creatives, you're like, what could this room do? Like, it'd be incredible if everybody put their mind to something. So that's super fun. We'll talk about that. But first, identity in Christ. And so a couple of things, just scripture-wise, I want to point our hearts to. And so we hear Michael did a great spoken word yesterday of the Genesis account. First creation, we see God is creator. It's, it's actually part of who he is. It's a characteristic of who he is. He's, it's not just a thing he does. He is creative. In himself, he's a creative God. And it was all powerful that a guy could say light and balls of fire comes out of his mouth. We'd all say that's pretty powerful. But he's creative in that sense of that, you know, I'm always baffled if we go outside and we just look at one tree and if I pull off one branch, every single leaf is from the same species, but it's completely different. It's not a template that they fit on top of each other. And so he's done that. He's so creative in that. We could look at each other and go, human species, we get it. But no one looks alike. Even in the same family, it's like we, we're different, we're set apart, we're unique, and we have different gifting. And, and, and so, of his creativity, it speaks of his creative God, it's part of who he is. And so, as image bearers now, we get to create. And we get to create at that form and fashion. Instead of saying copy-paste, it's saying you're unique in the way you are. In the creation account in chapter 2, you see that God gives Adam the first creative assignment. And it's to name all the animals. And it's such a it's such a weird thing. If you go back and read chapter two, just stay on your own, you see him say it's not good for man to be alone. So he gives him the assignment and he invites him into creative work. It's the first task that he does. And so one by one he's going, rhinoceros? And, <laughs> and then God says, Whatever man called it, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a dad, 
it, I just see it like with my kids of just going, <laughs> you know, what is it? And they call it something, you're like, that's it. They, they've changed vocabulary in our home because it was so cute to hear like this little guy or little girl say something and design something, you know. I sort of equate like kingdom work now to what my kids did when they were little. They do little finger paintings <clears throat> and, you go, and you put them on the fridge. And you get it and you go, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It's a tree, right? And they're like, yeah, they're silly. It's a turkey. And you're like, it is a turkey. And you're like, put it on the You know, it's like, and that's part of being the kids of the king and the kingdom of creating. That we're invited into this thing and whatever Adam decided, that's what it was named. The most audacious, ridiculous thing. Never was there a punitive response to that. Never was there a limit on you have to choose a four-syllable word. They all have to rhyme. They all have to... If just whatever comes to your mind that I've created in you, when I went, and there was life, your first assignment is to name stuff. Go for it. No limits. No frustration. Just go for it. That's the first thing that man is invited into. It's crazy. So creative God, he's a creator, and he invites us into creation with him. And he doesn't put these rules and regulations on that. So there's rules and regulations on how we behave with one another. That's what we see in scripture. But it's, it's never, uh, ooh, don't show off my glory too much. Ooh, don't, don't speak of my creativity too much. Like, we don't want people to get distracted with that. There's never, I can't find a single passage that talks about that. What I do see is we have creation, and then the most important part for us as believers, as we talk about identity, is new creation. There's a new creation that comes with the better Adam that comes and and satisfies God's wrath and judgment and lives out the law perfectly, yet without sin. And that's Jesus. And so when Jesus comes, there's a new creation that comes because he satisfies and clarifies law and then fulfills it and then is crucified, buried, and rises again, defeating mastery of sin and death. And in that, a new covenant is established that we now have a new relationship with God. That we have full access to God that we're not there's not this, uh, where sin entered, now we are seen as the righteousness of Christ. So my identity today is son of God. My identity today is new creation. I'm not old becoming new. I'm not kind of his son. I am his son today. Just as it would be so absurd to be like, this is my daughter. She's still becoming my daughter. <laughs> but, but she'll get there. But I'm really mad at her, so go back in the corner because <laughs> you kind of disgust me and you're annoying. <laughs> Right? Like, even the worst parent, you're like, you'd know, that's a horrible parent if somebody said that. You go, of course they're your daughter. Now, she's still learning how to behave like a child of this family. And she struggles with that. And so do I, as her dad, losing my temper. And like, so, very different. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So, identity in the new creation is God's a creator. We're invited into creation. In the new creation now, we are co-heirs with Christ. Ephesians 1 is a great read. I heard the your color is with Christ. You're, you're sealed with the Spirit. It's literally the word of like a king, a king's signet ring. Like when you know, you'd see those in old movies, it's like the wax and then they put the letter on there. That's what God's saying about each of you is that I've marked you. You're set apart. You're sealed. You're mine. You're co-heir. You're redeemed. You're rescued. You were dead, but I made you alive. And you've been invited into this new thing. And now it's grace. That's the new covenant you live. You live in grace now. And because of that, I've created good works for you to do, which I've prepared and created in advance. You're God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That's chapter 2, verse 10. So identity first starts with, I'm a new creation, I'm a child of the King, I'm beloved right now, I'm secure, I'm safe, I'm rescued, Christ is sufficient for every need. There's a beautiful thing, if I can have a piece of paper from somebody else, or actually I have one. Oh yeah, can I have one? I'm going to draw something. This is, I'll show you the book of Colossians in like five minutes. When it comes to identity, Paul's writing to this group of Colossians who are struggling with a couple of things. They're struggling with identity, and they're saying, they're fighting in the church with each other because they're saying um, identity, but it's, it's Jesus, but it's something else too. So at the time, it's Gnosticism. It's Jesus plus a special knowledge. If we could just arrive and level up, then that's how we know we're really saved. That's how we know we're like set apart and special. 
And Paul's going like, where in the world did you hear that message? It's Christ and Christ alone. It's the sufficiency of Christ. So he was saying, um, he says this phrase, he says, you were dead in sin. There's this little word in the whole time. He says, identity, this is who you were. This is not who you are, this is who you were. You in sin, like this little box. I usually teach it with like Tupperware. But he says, you rescued in Christ, chapter one, have been made new and you've been brought into the kingdom. And now you, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's chapter two. So you. That's who you were. This is who you are now. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then he goes on to say, not only that, but you're hidden in Christ. So you were dead in sin. Now it's you in Christ and Christ in you. And he goes on to say in chapter 3 that Christ is hidden with you in God. So it's God in Christ, you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Your old identity, which the world is beckoning you to go back to, and he's saying, break up with that guy. That guy's dead. He's been rescued, redeemed, restored. He's that. He's this new creation living out a new covenant with God. And then, again, Ephesians 3. You can see my artist skills are, I know, don't judge over there. But <laughs> it's a quick sketch. It is. <laughs> but again, chapter 1, verse 14 of Ephesians. He said, and you're sealed with the Spirit. So the artist walking around before you've done a single thing, before you've created or done anything, the old you is gone. This is the new you and the new reality. And you walking around, me and you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, you and Christ hidden in the Father, sealed with the Spirit. That's your new covenant reality. That's the good news that's proclaimed, is that you're not becoming more of his kid. You are his kid today. But now we need to learn how to express that. And there's new kingdom rules of how we operate with one another. So the rest of the Bible, honestly, is, hey, you and your new creation, could you stop fighting with each other? <laughs> hey, kids, can you guys be in unity with one another? And unity does not mean uniformity, praise God. But unity means you expressing who you are, how I created you uniquely. Could you go and do that with one another? And as you do that with one another, as you encourage one another like that, the world takes notice and goes, what the heck is that? You responded in such a way, or you created in such a way, or you, like, there's... That's the picture that the world is longing to see. And Christ is saying, that's my kingdom on display. So identity this, this afternoon we start with has to be this. Now whatever you do, do it, you know, end of Colossians. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it in my name. There's no Greek or slave or Hebrew, like we're all one in Christ now. So that's the new reality and new creation of your new identity this morning for those in Christ for this afternoon. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I just went to church just for a little bit. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, identity first. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You and God. Hidden in the Father. Sealed with the Spirit. <sighs> Take a breath. There's freedom. All of a sudden, all these words that were used that you guys used this, this afternoon. And <sighs> I feel burdened. I feel stifled. I feel isolated. I feel roadblocks, um, I feel isolation and battle-weary, you know, all these different things. You just, it doesn't escape those things and it doesn't minimize. But the first thing you go is, I don't have to earn favor with you, God. I don't have to do anything. There's nothing that I could create that will outcreate you. And you don't care. It's another painting on the refrigerator. You're just so stoked that the kids showed up today and tried to create. You're just so happy that you said, I've made you this way, and you learned to express it a little bit today. And you didn't do it perfectly, but who does it perfectly? And who's to say what perfect is? There was one that was perfect, and he died and made a way for us to have life. Not, the song has to be the best thing I ever made. The photo has to be the best thing I ever made. If I don't crochet this in the way that's, oh no. So burden's gone, and now freedom's there. So freedom as an artist, when you talk about how do we be strategic, the freedom, is the first strategy. I have to express my freedom. I don't have to express like law and, and even like this huge theology. The theology is I'm new, I'm a new creation. 
and I can put that on display in various ways. I don't have to be a master of anything. Like some of the best art is the most simplest thing. Sometimes limitations are the best thing. I was just watching this guy, he's from Jamaica, and he has one string on his guitar. And he's a recording artist. And he does full concerts and albums with one string. And it's something like this. And you're like, that's sick, song two. <laughs> Whatever. So limited, you go like, how in the world? One string. You're going to paint with four colors. You're going to take photos with a camera that, like, is stuck to a phone. You can't, like, you know what I mean? You only have, light, like, Lightroom. Like, you've seen all these music videos being made on iPhone 14s or whatever, and you're just like, I love it. Sometimes freedom in constraints mm -hmm. is a beautiful thing. And some of the things that can be so stifling as an artist now is feeling like, okay, I understand my freedom, I understand my newness, I'm living in that space, but I'm struggling because where do I start? You said, like, I like 20 different things. So, you know, I'm jack of all trades, but master of none. And that can be really stifling at times, for sure. But the idea of trying to be, like, the perfect thing, we have to break up with that. The artists that you love are the people that take risks. Like the artists that I love feel a little bit on the verge of chaos. You know, like where it's like, this is either the coolest thing or the dumbest thing. <laughs> and they just have enough gall to go like, I'm like from a really standpoint, they're like, I'm just going to go for it. You know what I mean? This color choice, this pant link, this shoe choice, like, Everything that I'm doing, the way I exhibit my facial hair, like amazing mustache, by the way. Like I'm going for it. When no one else around me is going for it, I'm going to go for it. Sometimes that's all it takes. Is like, again, newness in Christ, like what the church needs, in my humble opinion, is just people going for it, secure in who they are, not bound by identity of what they do. It's who you are and whose you are first. Everything else is secondary. So as you fold laundry, you're expressing creativity, absolutely. Like, tiny, like the art of tidying up, you know, hold it to your chest and like, she's selling millions of bucks. Are you kidding me? Teaching people how to fold laundry creatively. I oh, fold my underwear because of her. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> I know how to pack like my backpack, you know, because of like, oh, like what would Mary Condi do? <laughs> so creativity shows up in all different things and it might be in the surprising spaces. It might be the things that you see as normative that the world goes, I never thought about that. That's what an artist does. An artist paints a picture of something that we never could think of ourselves. A songwriter writes a song that's like, I don't know how to write a song, but you wrote that song for me. That's somehow my song, and you express something that I could never express. The photographer, like, whatever your medium is, like, a, a skilled actor, oh my gosh, you're like, I know they're pretend, but I forgot for a minute that this wasn't <laughs> real, because they created this world that I had no idea. Their words were so informative that I can't, like, I'm wrapped into this other society right now that I know doesn't exist, but I can't wait to get back to it. I'll see you in two hours while I, like, <laughs> get my covers and read <laughs> So, the new called-out people of God, God is a creator in the new creation, now creating in a way that says, world, take notice of this. There's a different way. And sometimes that looks like just storytelling. Sometimes that looks like the mundane things that aren't very sexy. A lot of art is not very sexy. It's the mundane, slow things, but God finds himself in those things. It's, uh, I'm not sure who's ever going to see this, but if you're creating art for the point of creating a platform, then you should not be doing what you're doing. You're creating it out of joy, and now in a great relationship, I get to create because I just get to be with God. Do you know how many hours of music I've played that no one ever heard and would want to hear? <laughs> in high school one time, this was, this was the hell day, but there was pagers, so we didn't have cell phones. What's a pager? Yeah. <laughs> so a really creative invention. <laughs> and so I got this voicemail, go to a payphone, and I call it, and it's this noise on the end. I was like, good Lord, what is that? It's awful. It's like horrific. I call a friend back, Beth, what is that? And she's dying laughing. She says, that's you at the eighth grade talent show. No. Like, you know, four years ago, and I was like, 
oh my gosh. And I remember calling my parents going, why did you tell me? And they said, well, if he told you, you would have never kept going. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of hours and painstaking, like you just, for the love of what you do, you go after it. Totally secure mm. in who he is. Totally enjoying your relationship with him. And you might be inspired at some point. Music only has 12 notes. So I only have 12 <laughs> notes to play with. It's the same 12 notes you have. And that you would get. Like, that's it. So there's only so many permutations that you can do, but at some point it's like, this is not a new progression. It's Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. But <laughs> right? But it's also like, whatever you want to do. It's, if, I do if I do this, it's the Beatles. It's a million different songs. There's only so many different things. So in my room, for the glory of God, loving him as a kid, I get to explore D. <laughs> oh, but this is D. Well, that sounds a little different. And this is D. And this is D. Draw D. They all feel a little bit different. And depending on my mood, that same progression might look like different extensions, but they feel very different. But I don't care what you thought about it. <laughs> what I wasn't asking was, could you evaluate what you thought of that <laughs> What I was thinking was, I'm totally secure in who I am. I'm okay enough and competent enough that I put time in my craft. So you need to put time into your craft. But in that, I took a risk of being vulnerable with you as an artist for a minute to go. I might have messed up and oh. I'm not gonna do it in front of you at that point. And now that's what takes you on the edge of do I like better, do I not? In your medium, you're pushing me towards the edge to go. We talk about in music tension and release. So I went to Berkeley School of Music in Boston and it's like Juilliard of Jazz. So you, you talk, everything was about how far outside the box you could get. <laughs> But this idea of tension, it has to, ah, ah, and then bring you back. Any art medium has to have that. I need to look at a, a painting and go like, why did they use that color? Like, that's a lot of black right there. And oh my gosh, but then it brings this balance over here. And wow, how'd you do that? Okay, so identity, learning to express that identity and secure in that. Just enjoy your craft for a while. Break up with it, you have to be the next whoever. We don't need the next whoever, we just need you. And as a church, as we think about the body, we need each other in that. I need you to push the envelope in your art so I can be inspired in my art. I need you to go, screw roadblock, we're trying this again, we're trying this, and maybe it's old school, maybe it's this, maybe it's not that medium at all, maybe there's this new medium that we haven't seen before. And I go, oh, it, like, different mediums inspire each other. If you're just listening to music as a musician, mm -hmm. like, you're missing half the the art that's being created out there, you know? And if you're listening to one genre of music or one genre of theater or one style of art, like you need to expand. So the next part is how you learn your voice is learn other people's voices. There's beauty in that. You're not trying to be an imitator at that point. You're just trying to be a good student of your craft, okay? The practical thing is being a student of your craft. In your art form, if it's photos, you should, you should be aware of Lightroom and Photoshop and you should have the C-suite on your computer and you're learning and expanding. Like, like my daughter, like, she got this, like, I can't even remember the name, it's like an app on the iPad, an iPad, so I'm just like, what are you doing? Like the amount that you can create, it's like insane. Be a student of all those tools and resources, not to exhaustion, not for identity, not for perfectionism, but just to be aware and be able to have it work in a different way. It's amazing with, again, for guitar, I'll go to that same progression. This is something called standard tuning, but it's amazing where a new form can just go. Remember, I only have 12 notes. 
they only have six strings. So that same progression in a different way would be. Still hear Sweet Home Alabama a little bit, right? But... <laughs> well, how do I know that? Well, because you listen to different people that said their whole record is in that recording. Why in the world did they decide to do that? I don't know, but it's awesome. <laughs> right? And then one change of a string, and now it's a totally different thing. Sounds really <laughs> so learn your craft. You don't have to be the best at it, just be the best that you can be at it. Does that make sense? Is that helpful at all so far? Okay, so identity. Remember who you are and whose you are. God's a creator, you're an image bearer of that creation. And now in the new creation, you're totally secure in who you are in God today. And because of that, in freedom now, express that freedom. Paul talks about in the book of Galatians, said, I've been crucified with Christ, it's no longer I who live, but he who lives in me. And instead he said, we can break up with law now because the new law is the law of love being led by the Spirit. So you have a Spirit inside of you guiding you and informing you. And so the question I would have is this, as an artist, alone in your room, creating, just enjoying for the sense of creation and being an image bearer, where is your source for creativity that you go to? Is the first source that you go to what other people are doing? Or is the first source that you go to the creator who created things from nothing and to something? And there's, there's a confession in there that I don't always go to him first. But if God is a God of creativity, he's also a God of wisdom. That's part of his attribute. In James 1, you see that if you lack wisdom, ask. Verse 5. We see that something about him is creator and he's all wise and knowing. He, as a creator, could say, if I do it this way and this way, it probably wouldn't work. So I'll do it this way. And now as image bearers, Lord, I don't, I lack, there's roadblocks. Like, how do I get past that? God, I've been playing D, C, and G for 25 years. What do I do? Like, how do I make it new and fresh and exciting? And is that even the goal? And, or can I just enjoy D, C, and D? And that's my level of confidence. How do I create with just that? And what's the message that you have that you've created in me that's unique and different? You have all these seminar speakers and they all sound different, <laughs> even though they're still talking about Jesus and earth. That's awesome to me. I don't, it's not that like competition. Who'd you like better? You know, it's like, who cares? You. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so there's a sense of like, Lord, I lack wisdom. And he says, I'll give it generously without reproach. He's not mad at you. He's not frustrated that you don't have all the answers about what you're doing with creating. You all hit that roadblock at some point as an artist. <sighs> I feel like I'm painting the same thing. I feel like I'm taking a picture of the same thing. They all look the same. I feel like every song I'm writing, every, every lesson that I'm crafting feels monotonous and feels the, the same way. Um, so God, I, I lack wisdom. Would you just help me? Would you just guide me? Before I turn on whatever my favorite artist and get inspired by, like, I just want to look at what you've done and I'm inspired by you. Would you give me wisdom on how to create? And what's the message that I have that you've given me? And how do I uniquely express that? So I call that in the, in the most succinct way, like daydreaming with God. It, it is like the best relationship to just sit with him and think with him. He's given us the mind of Christ, which is insane. <laughs> when you think about what, it, that, what does that even mean? So if you lack wisdom, ask. Invite him into your daydream. Invite him into your your workshop into your creative space and say, what is it that you want me to change? And your voice will change over time. What I was excited about 20 years ago is not the same thing I'm excited about today. But I still have all that resource of 20 years ago to bring to mm -hmm. inform this time. Mm -hmm. So, helpful? Okay, last thing I would say is this. Is, um, as you're learning to express and you're learning to practice, like, give yourself grace to make mistakes. Um, I, I, don't, I can't recall a time where I've never made a mistake in playing or acting or doing something in front of somebody. And the point is, like, if it's about me and if it's about my identity, 
when you walk off stage, it's a bad day. Because it's a very thin, it's a very thin, like, thing to place your hope and confidence in on how good you are at a, as a performance. It's, it's like crippling, you know. Um, but mistakes are beautiful, right? Like in music, again, it's same for art. They say, like, if you mess up, if you make a mistake, do it again. First time's a mistake, <laughs> second time is like style, you know? So. Third time. You expect it. <laughs> so you learn to live with that. You know, my kids play music with me now, and so I'll tell them, like, your face should never give you away. <laughs> yeah. Right? As an actor, I remember just being like, totally forgot my line. I'm totally, I hope you remember yours, because I blew yeah. this next segment for yeah. sure. This scene's ruined. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. You know? But I'm going like, <laughs> Yeah, yes and improv, exactly. So you just like again, it's not that you don't want excellence, and I'm not saying go make mistakes, and I'm not saying any other things. I'm saying perfect your craft, get good at it, but recognize, put it in its right place. It's just part of who you are. It's just an expression of who you are, but it's not who you are. If it's in the place of it's who you are, everything you're going to be doing is damned, and it's going to be. <laughs> frustrating and you're gonna just be bitter and burn out mm. but a place of just like if you're just enjoying the Lord enjoying the fact that he's given you these skills and you grow in them over time like the the part of discovery as an artist is so fun like oh my gosh you know like again 12 notes I look at another guy playing a G chord Mikey if you're playing G right now I'd be looking at your fingers and go I know it's the same note structure I know it looks same on staff but it sounds different coming out of his fingers. It just does. And I go, I like that. That's right. That's fun. How does he, why, does, why do you put your fingers like that instead of that? <laughs> it's so stupid, but why? And I don't know, but let me learn that. Oh, that's kind of cool, because it lets me do this and this and this. So discover and have fun in the discovery process. My guess is you started what you're doing now because you were enjoying it. <laughs> and then somewhere along the way, where you, whether your internal voice, whether somebody said something to you, whether you felt discounted or not heard or not seen, you started believing something that the art was never supposed to be. You started making it more than just that kid that was having fun in the room. You started making it more than just the love of creation. Gosh, I just love clay in my hands so I can mold something. Gosh, I just love painting with my fingers and I love the feeling of paint all over my clothes. And gosh, I love the feeling of like a student getting a lesson and understanding it. Like, we just lose that along the way. Mm. So break up with that voice. Mm. <laughs> okay? That voice is dumb. <laughs> they have no place there. Mm -hmm. Okay? Last thing, I know I said last thing, so I'm just <laughs> pulling it there. Um, you're not in competition with anybody in this room. And in the body of Christ, you're not in competition with a single person. Mm -hmm. That's a really hard lesson. Jake and I were talking about that last night. Mm -hmm. Being a San Diego kid, grew up around like all these artists in our church that were coming out. Mm -hmm. And uh, and one of my buddies, Trevor, like went on to do the voice and do all these different things. And we both left-handed guitar players, so we trade the guitars. And, and I saw like his band becoming mm -hmm. more popular than my band in, in town. Mm -hmm. And at one point I was just like, oh, sucks, didn't Trevor. <laughs> and the Lord just like convicted me right there. I was like probably 19. And he was just like, who are you in competition with? I was like, no, no, I'm just mad. No, 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 no. Like, who are you in competition with? Like, he's my kid. You're my kid. You guys are fully loved. You're in this family. Who are you in competition with? It's like such a dad thing to say. Like, you and your sister get along. <laughs> Who are you in competition with? If I give you 50 and I give him 5,000, what is it to you? Will you be good with those 50? Can you be faithful with those 50 that I give you? Can you be trusted with those 50 so that if I take you to 500, you'll be okay with 500? 
and you don't even know how Trevor's doing with 5,000. He might be blowing it, and yeah. I'm going to deal with him in a little bit. <laughs> but will you just be faithful with your platform? So if you're an audience of one, which is the hope, then just love making art for the king. And if somebody else at some point goes, I like that, and I like what you do, then be thankful for that. And as you're thankful for it, go, that, that's so cool that you would make something that I enjoy anyway that I would do if no one ever paid me to do or if no one ever saw it, and one person liked it, or 10,000 people liked it, or 100,000 people liked it. Who gives a rip? If it's about identity, you give a rip all day long. If you're secure in your identity, it comes and goes, and you're totally fine. God, wow, you trust me with 50 people today. Mm. That's incredible. I can't believe you would trust me with 50 people. Five zero? Who am I? So you see David in Psalm 8. Who am I when you consider the works of your hands that you'd be mindful of and to send a man that you'd even care for him? All I have to do is go outside and be humbled by what you created with the word. And yet you're mindful of it and that you invite me to go name some animals. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> so be faithful with your platform and you're not in competition with anybody. If somebody puts out a song and you go, I could do that, maybe you could. But you're not the guy there. And that's okay. You're not the girl there, and that's okay. All right? Mm -hmm. I know it's like all over the place, but I hope it kind of makes sense. <laughs> new creation, invited into creation. In the new in creation, informed by that, secure in Him, our identity is in Him. If the next word out of your mouth is your, your bio line on your Insta, like, Dominic, and I'm a musician, so shut up. Dominic, I'm a child of God. Next, I'm son. Husband, father, friend. As a vocation, I work as a pastor currently. May not always be the same thing. And then somewhere down the line, I like to play music. It's like in the very small print down there. And if you like the music, that's awesome. That's cool. And if you don't, that's awesome too. There's a lot of good out there. I don't have to be the end all be all for everybody. And you're not in competition. So as a family, encourage each other instead of tear down each other. Mm. If you see good, call out good. That's the one thing that we get to do as a body. Calling is the one thing I can never do. Calling, in Scripture, you never see God say, like, you're called to be an architect. He never does that. Not once in Scripture does he ever say that. At one point he says, Abraham, go to us. But sometimes, go there. But there's never a time where it's like, you have to do that vocationally, expressing that. Really, how do you want to express your, what you're good If you make burgers, make them for the glory of God. Brother Lawrence, Practice of the Presence of God is one of the most humbling books ever. I couldn't even finish it because I was like, this sucks. <laughs> he's a, he, he was a monk, he's like working in a monastery, and he's the, the guy who does dishes. You know, naturally raising my head. He's on dish duty, you know, like he's on dish duty. And he says, like, I pick up a straw off the ground for the love of God. That's where I put the book down. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and his whole point was, like, I'm just in a continual relationship with God and I'm in a conversation with him. And so everything I do is just enjoyment with him. Mm. And so picking up a straw looks like, man, at the very humble level, I have the mobility to pick up a straw today. My body's functional and moving and pliable and I can see that straw, and this straw represents these 50 people that God lets me serve, and it's good. I practice the presence. Mm -hmm. Okay, another book I'm going to have you read. Mm -hmm. Leaf by Nigel. Has anybody ever read Leaf by Nigel? J.R. Tolkien. Mm -hmm. And it really speaks to an artist who feels stuck or frustrated. And I'll give you the short snap. It's very short. You can read it like audible. You can listen to it. It's like 40 minutes long. But there's a guy named Nigel, and he's a painter. And he never finishes his work, and he dies. It's like the typical tragic artist story. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh! And he dies within the first couple of minutes. You know, death comes to take him. He eventually gets into heaven. More, no spoilers. No, yeah, but no spoilers. But... <laughs> But what he sees when he gets there is he enters a land and he says, I recognize this place. Mm -hmm. And it was a landscape in his mind that he never got to fully create. Mm -hmm. And he sees trees there, and there's a tree. 
that, that was the last thing he was painting and never finished and perfected. But in that region, everybody knows Nivel by his leaves because he, he always did a leaf really well. <laughs> so on this side of Earth, his work looked like really nothing, never really finished, <coughs> kind of scattered, no one really ever appreciated it. But on the other side, there's people talking about the region of Nigel and the leaves and how they were so beautiful and what he did. And that's the part of, again, that's the kid painting on the refrigerator. You're invited into kingdom work to express your art, but it will never fully be realized on this side of heaven. But it's being reflected because we're reflecting the kingdom, we're reflecting as image bearers, part of the creativity of God. And so maybe everyone's going to be talking about the way you give a music lesson. Oh man, when she teaches a scale, nobody teaches a scale. <laughs> you know, and typography and her eye for color and scheme and font size and placement. Like, we're all talking about how did she do that? So, <laughs> God's so creative in that. Mm. That makes sense. Mm. So, a couple books to read. Questions, answers, I'll shut up now.